You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast, another breaking news edition of the BOL Pod. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, alongside site publisher Tim Watts and Tim you had alluded to on recent podcasts, perhaps the focus for this 2023 class that Nick Saban and his staff continue to assemble might shift more to the trenches. And lo and behold, here we are talking about a big, big dude in Olas, Alenin, the offensive lineman, six foot six, 315 pounds. Looks like he's jumped on board, Tim. Yeah, you know, very interesting prospect. Uh, he's from Finland. He plays football in Connecticut right now, number one player in Connecticut, and um, obviously a big guy. I think he was coming, you know, I was catching up on his backstory where he was trying to come to uh, America a few years ago. COVID called him. The school he was going to was open, but there was no sport, so he didn't play here. He's been playing in Finland. Um, some kind of European league, I think, that they, they were talking about. His dad's a former NFL player, cup of coffee, practice squad guy who played in uh, uh, NFL Europe for a while. So there's a lot there to like. I mean, you look at this guy, he's huge, six foot six, 300-plus pounds. He moves. You know, he's still raw, you can tell. And, you know, a lot of people, you see that that uh, that footage, that B-roll film where they're just, you know, without their pants and in their underwear. And you can see he's got to do a little bit of work. He's got to do a little bit of footwork. That's not that's not uncommon. You know, I've talked to college coaches and most of them think most of your offensive linemen you're signing are a project. As far as the term project goes, you got to teach them how to do this. You got to teach them how to do that. You got to teach them to get better. You got to get stronger. Well, this guy has he's a strong guy already. This is a big, strong kid. He moves fairly well. Of course, he needs some, uh, <clears throat> you know, he needs some help with his technique. That's exactly what college is for. Everyone uh, that we've seen in recent years, even Latham, even Brockmeyer, all those guys that were highly ranked, fall in that same boat. From an upside category, this guy's going to be up there in his class. And when you look at the schools after him, Ohio State made him a top priority. Miami made him a top top priority. Uh, Georgia brought him in for official visit, wanted him. Oregon brought him in for an official visit and wanted him. So this is guy that had offers from throughout the country. You said it massive, a great way to describe a leaning. Uh, and you watch his tape from his junior season there at the prestigious Loomis Chafee school up in Windsor, Connecticut. And it's another guy who's going to have left tackle experience on his resume coming from the prep ranks and, uh, there seemed to be, Tim, a lot of momentum, at least on message boards or uh, you know, social media, you name it, in regards to Miami's candidacy with a lean in here down the stretch. But in the end, it was the Crimson Tide. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about NIL money. and I know Miami is, is doing some things NIL-wise with recruits. Um, I know that was, a, that was a lot of the talk. That was a lot of the smoke behind uh, uh, his recruitment, behind the scenes. There was a lot of talk of that, uh, you know, Miami trying to get him on campus that way um, because Bama felt comfortable most of this process. And then out of the blue, two or three weeks ago, all of a sudden there was a Miami vibe coming just from the Miami side. That was not coming from anywhere else. It wasn't national. Uh, it wasn't from the Alabama side who continued to feel confident. But, you know, he took a visit there in early June. Um, obviously a guy, they, they, they put everything they could into getting him coming down the stretch. So hats off to, you know, Eric Wolford, 
you know, the new offensive line coach who did a terrific job. You know, a lot of guys talk about him, high-energy guy. You look at him. I think he had three guys drafted last year from Kentucky, if I remember correctly. This guy is quickly becoming – you know, the thing I like about him is his evaluations. You can tell his evaluations are his evaluations. Whether it's a three-star, a four-star, a five-star, a kid from Finland, a kid from California, a kid from Tuscaloosa, you can tell his evaluations are his – and that's exactly what he's going off, what he's used to and what he sees. And you can tell he likes a big guy. He likes a big kid. He likes a strong kid. And I think Olas falls into that category. He's athletic. And if you look at, you know, if you pair him up with Wilkin Formby, they're kind of similar guys. I mean, you got 6'6", 6'7", 300, 315-pound guys. They're kind of similar prospects in the fact that they move fairly well. Their technique is going to definitely improve. Most I've never known anybody's technique get worse in college. So these guys are definitely going to improve when they get there. So when you look at what he's doing right now, he's got those those tackle eligible guys. And I, th- I still believe this guy, along with Formby, are athletic enough to move inside. But you add them with Raquez McElderry, and you know you can kind of see what Alabama's doing because Raquez is a big, strong monster of a kid, puts his paws on you, and he's going to move you. So you're seeing they're getting really – Whatever he likes, he's going after. He's doing a good job of getting it. Yeah, Wilkin Formby, you saw on social media, on Twitter here in the last couple of days, recruiting Alenin on behalf of the Crimson Tide, telling him to come roll with the Tide. That was earlier in the week, and it did come to fruition with Olas Alenin committing to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tim gave us a overview there of the offensive line group as it sits right now for the 2023 cycle. Who else is out there, Tim, as you continue to project and construct maybe uh, an offensive line of uh, a pretty good number of guys, I guess, at this point? You know, another guy we're watching closely is Miles McVeigh. He's a kid from St. Louis. Um, he's committing early August. I think the 11th is his commitment date. Uh, another big kid. This Now, this guy's going to be sort of the opposite. When you look at Formby, a guy that needs to add a little weight, I think that McVeigh is going to be a lot better when he loses 20 pounds probably around 360-pound range. But, you know, when you look at him, he can move for a big man. He's athletic, um, you know, have, has a nice list of suitors. He's a guy that Alabama's been recruiting very well. Freddie Roach leads it there. Eric Wilford obviously contributing. Um, Samson Okanulola is definitely a guy that I think any school in the country would take. He visited Alabama on June 17th, you know, five-star caliber guy for sure, 6'5", 300-plus pounds, very athletic. My Bama's fighting Miami right there. Um, Seems like there's a lot of Bama-Miami in some of these matchups with Mario Cristobal now and Coral Gables and, you know, obviously the ties he has to the Alabama program and the success Alabama's had uh, just in South Florida in general. I, I guess that's something we – we need to get used to hearing more and more of, I would think. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I think some people are drawing this into, you know, when Kirby went to Georgia, there was the big Kirby's going after all Alabama's guys. But I, I, I think you have to look at it as a sign of respect. Um, Kirby Smart, Mario Cristobal are both very good recruiters uh, as assistants. They're, you know, they're, you know, they're great recruiters as head coaches or will be. So, but when they, I think when they follow or the, offer the same guys Alabama do, I think they're familiar enough with the Alabama staff and the process that they can trust it as well. So I don't think it's a 
I don't think it's intentional that there's like, hey, let's go head to head with Bama. You know, I've seen some theories about that. I saw it with Kirby. I saw it with Pruitt. I don't really think that's the case. I just think that, you know, these guys are probably the best of the best. And, you know, when you got guys in Miami certainly trying to recruit at that level, I think when you got those guys, they're going to bump heads. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've seen Alabama and Georgia bumping heads pretty consistently, you know, four or five times a year. So I think we'll continue to see that. Alina, a former hockey player. Imagine that, Tim. This guy on skates coming at you full speed with a little uh, cross check into the boards. Uh, and also played some basketball. So the athleticism you like uh, in terms of his his makeup uh, from that perspective. And again, just a, a guy at a developmental position, as you outlined earlier. Uh, a guy that may take a little time, but that's typically the case for almost all of these guys, the Jonah Williams, the Andre Smiths, the Cam Robinsons, we've seen them step in as freshmen, Evan Neal, and make impacts. But for most guys at that position, it isn't an overnight type of deal. Yeah, I think, I'll, you know, I think as an Alabama fan, you can't help but be spoiled because of the guys you've named. You've seen a lot of guys step right in and be three-year starters and shoot off to the NFL in the first round. But when you think about that, you named four guys. Saban's been here, you know, 15 years or whatever he's been here. They signed four to five guys every year. So when you do the math there, that's like four out of 70 guys that have ever really been able to do that successfully on that edge. So, um, yeah, it's a hard thing to do, but that, you know, that's part of the, you know, that's part of it with an offensive lineman. Most of them won't be ready right away. I mean, they, you know, a lot of them have a, you know, an English teacher teaching them, you know, the bucket step, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a transition from co coaching in high school for most of these kids to college and working with the guy that's put guys in the NFL. So, but that's sort of what the whole college experience is about anyways. And, you know, Wolford has a great record. You know, I've talked to many people when he was hired uh, at Alabama and everybody said tremendous coach, tremendous evaluator. So, you know, this is just one of those situations where you, you know, you trust your coach. Yeah, you think about Wolford and the success he had pushing guys to the next level at Kentucky. And all due respect to Kentucky, because under Mark Stoops, we've seen that program become a model of consistency where seven, eight, maybe nine wins is concerned. So that's a that's a legitimate program at this point. But we also know Kentucky year in and year out isn't signing four and five stars uh, in, in abundance at really any position. So you're developing uh, guys that that maybe were second tier recruits even at a place like Kentucky. You give Wolford the access to the type of players he's going to be able to bring in now and then develop. And I'd say the future is very bright for the Alabama offensive line. What about the rest of this class, Tim, as we get out of here, what should we be looking at overall, just in general? Uh, what, what's on the horizon here? I mean, despite the mass panic, and this, <laughs> this has been a pretty long run here of three or four weeks with players. I mean, there's, there's other guys committing next week. Um, some haven't announced they're committing. There's some that have, have a Hunter Osborne's going to commit on Monday on CBS HQ. So that's a guy Alabama's prioritized and, and, um, you know, you know, Clemson spent a lot of time recruiting him, Texas, Auburn, Tennessee, all places that they wanted to go. So he's decided. And that's sort of what you said. When you looked at this class, how it built, it was slowly building with skilled players all around it. You had wide receivers, you had, um, 
you know, you you have running backs. You got Justice Higgins. You got two quarterbacks. You got uh, guys that can run in the secondary. So you've got all these guys. But what you didn't have is those big ugly guys on both sides of the offensive defensive line. So you knew they were coming. So obviously Olas comes in, gives them their third offensive lineman. Um, they feel pretty good about Hunter deciding on Monday. That would give them another defensive lineman. So we're seeing that class shape up. But despite all the, you know, the early panic, and it was a surprising amount, to be honest with you. I think Peter Woods just, for some reason, he counted as more than one player to some people. But this this has been a good little run there on. I mean, Olas is going to put them in the top eight. Uh, of national recruiting. They're quickly heading towards the top five. Once you're in the top five, depending on how you close out, you could be as high as <laughs> number one or you could be, you know, end up number five. But Alabama's gonna gonna put a good class together. And lest we forget, Alabama also got its kicker here recently, Tim. Connor Talty of Chicago, Illinois can also punt it. So you're getting a two way guy in Talty at a specialist position. You're thinking about post Will Reichard at this point, although Reichard will have the COVID year available to him for 2023 should he choose to use it. But yeah, across the board, this class really starting to take shape. Anything else for us, Tim, before we get out of here? Oh, I mean, you know, and also, we, you know, we haven't discussed the 2024. Time. Yeah, been a run there. With Martavius Collins, so. Probably need to do a little re- recruiting recap for next week once a lot of this news goes down. But Alabama's got two uh, 2024s already. There's a few more that's going to jump on board. I feel like relatively soon. So uh, not a lot of not a lot of panic in Tuscaloosa. The big news today: Olas Alenin, the six foot six, three hundred fifteen pound, four star offensive tackle, a top one twenty five player. For the 2023 cycle, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings, the big man from Connecticut, by way of Finland, announces he will join the Crimson Tide. Be sure to join us right there on the roundtable at BamaOnline.com. If you want to find out what's happening as it's happening, the roundtable is the place to be. It's the premium message board of choice. For Alabama fans around the world. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the Bama Online Podcast, you should do that right now. Simple as a click or two. And if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Look forward to catching up again here. I'm thinking, Tim, probably real soon. I would think, yeah, I would think you might get a day break from me, but we'll see. (laughs) For Tim Watts, Travis Schreier, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Until next time. So long, everybody. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.